The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning. Hi, Shannon. Caught me Good by morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. Uh, I'm Shannon. And I'm Nancy. <laughs> How about that? Your hair looks stunning, madam. Oh, I just got it cut. Just got it chopped off. It looks beautiful. You, you have such a good face for that. You look Thank so you. cute. Thank you, honey. You look like a French model. Oh, you're very sweet. <laughs> But thrilled to be here with you, my friend. And we're excited that we're going to be with you guys live for the next hour talking about autism from a 360 degree perspective. Yeah. Uh, I want to let everybody know, Nancy may not even know this. Usually when we go live like this, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. But we are now live on many additional sites on top of that. So we're welcoming all of you who might be watching now on the big four you can write in on any of the platforms, but on the big four, if you write in just in the comment section of YouTube or Periscope or Facebook, it shows up immediately on our screen. Like we're already saying good morning to Amanda, who's watching mm -hmm. on Facebook. Amanda's good morning. a faithful viewer. Yes. I, I love Amanda's blue hearts. She I sends do us too. Blue hearts that always, I'm like, oh, Amanda's in the house. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. I, I, I don't know if that's your trademark, Amanda, but we love it. We recognize it with you now. Um, so you can be writing in and on any of those platforms. Uh, for those of you who are watching on Vaughn Live, it takes a little bit longer, but you can still write in your comments um, and we can still get them. So um, thrilled that we're here. And by the way, if you're not watching us live, you're watching us in podcast, we want to remind everybody you can watch us in podcast. Any place where you get your, your uh, podcasts, we are a free download and we're really proud uh, to be on Traven is running through the many, many places that we are right now. So uh, it's too many for me to list anymore. But um, if you find that you go to a podcast uh, place that, and you're like, Shannon, you said you're everywhere and we're, and you go, no, nope, it's not true. We're not there. Please let us know because we want it to be true and we'll do what we have to do to make it true. Good morning, Nasser. So, Good morning, Nasser. Yes. Um, so we're excited. We've got great guests that are going to be joining us in just a little while, but today it's time for In the News. And we've got some pretty interesting yes. stories for you guys today. The first one is uh, from the Washington Post. You want to read the title of this one to them, Nancy? Yes, I'm autistic. I'm hoping I can wear a mask for the rest of my life. Very different than the feelings held by a lot of us. Yeah, and I would say I think it's very different feeling than what we're hearing from a lot of individuals who are on the autism spectrum. But I think this is a really good read. 
um, reading this article to hear this unique perspective and why. And, and yeah, part of the reason why this person is happy to have a mask is because she no longer has to hide her expressions that give away that she's autistic. Yeah. She could have the mask hide her expressions now. And, and I found it really interesting that one of the things that she talked about was that this whole socially distancing and wearing the masks, that it's cut down on like small talk, like the right. ridiculous sort of things that we all feel pressured to do. It's cut that down and that that makes things easier for her. Yeah, um, you know, Shannon, when you're in line, say, to get something and you're close to somebody, you feel kind of a need to strike up a conversation. Yeah. And for this some people, that's that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, the social distancing has eliminated some of that chit chat. Yeah. And, and so that is uh, a big relief to her. But I also think that it's interesting that she says that this has forced those of us who are neurotypical um, to understand and to deal with the same level of constant, near constant, she says, anxiety um, about a lot of different things. Like not, you know, that we're complaining, neurotypicals are complaining right now about how hard it is to be on Zoom because it's so hard to read somebody, that you're not seeing the full picture, that somebody's looking away and you're not sure, are they paying attention? You're not sure what's happening. And she's like, mm, welcome to the world that we live in every day. And I got to say, Nancy, that hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Um, it just like, you know, I was saying to somebody the other day, I, um, one of the things that I'm missing and the many things that I'm missing in, in COVID is that I've had more time to hang out with my family, but I haven't had time to hang out in, in person with friends. And a lot of my friends now are people who are adults on the autism spectrum who kind of school me on a regular basis. Like I'll say something and Alex Blank will take no hesitation to say to me, well, Shannon, that was very ableist, what you just said. And while I'm not thrilled to be called out on it, I'm thrilled to learn when my thinking isn't, um, you know, the thinking that I want. So, um, and this is the kind of thing that I, I wouldn't think about, that how we're expressing the frustration with how it is on Zoom is what a lot of people who are on the spectrum feel on a daily basis. Like, ugh, I can't figure out what this person is thinking, saying, or feeling because I don't have the code for it. Right. Um, which I just found fascinating. So it's in the Washington Post, something for, for people to check out. I think it's a good read. You don't have to agree with her. Right. Uh, but just to understand her perspective on it. And I don't think that her perspective is the same as every single individual on the autism spectrum. We've had folks on the autism spectrum say that the mask thing is is a detriment to them because the codes that they were understanding from people now they can't read their facial expressions and that, you know, it feels claustrophobic. Um, you know, so I don't think yeah, this plus is there's a lot of sensory. She points out yes. in the article that there are a lot of people on the spectrum who have an issue with the sensory aspect of wearing masks. And my son is having an issue with that. Well, I gotta be honest. I mean, I have an issue with that. Who doesn't? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, but I think it's to different extremes for different people. Yeah, different um, degrees. 
And, and we've seen in the world of ABA that kiddos that we thought could never wear a mask, um, if we gradually desensitize them to it. And I'm not somebody who is going out a lot, or very much at all. Right. Um, but for instance, earlier this week, I had to go out. My, my husband was having a procedure and I had to take him and I had to pick him up and I had to be out and I had to be all PPE'd up and, you know, double masked with a shield because that's the way I go out. But it was a lot. And I had to be in the mask longer than I normally am. And I found that like a lot of things, it was hard for me in the beginning. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. But then I kind of settled into it and I sort of regulated to it. And then it was easier. So oh, yeah. um, Nava uh, is watching as well. And she says she gets fainty. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I felt that in the beginning, Nava, so thrilled to have you here, by the way. I felt that in the beginning, I was like, I, I think I was hyperventilating a little bit because I was so aware of my breath. You know, they say now that if you're wearing the mask properly, that the mask, you should see it go in and out when you breathe, that that tells you that you're wearing the mask properly. But that was sort of freaking me out. And, and I think I was hyperventilating a little bit and I got a little bit lightheaded too. Um, and then I got anxious, which then made me lightheaded. And but I, after a while, I kind of settled into it. Yeah, panicky. Yeah, right there with you, Nava. I felt that too, and it made me think about: Is this what our kids go through? But I've watched them desensitize kids over the, the last year, where they only have them wear it for like ten seconds, and then they take it off, and then right. they have them wear it for twelve seconds and take it off. Yeah, sure. Go see if you can do ABA with this situation if you have a problem, which is yes. you know to gradually sensitize them to the mask wearing, which is what we did with Wyatt. Yes, and um, but I do, and I do think like a lot of things, there's a learning curve to it to realize no, I'm okay. This is, and I think that there are some masks that are better than others, and um, at helping you to not feel as claustrophobic. You know, our, our good friend, um, uh, Rachel Bird, helped me to know um, that if you're wearing a K95 mask with the cloth mask over it, it doesn't suffocate you as much. It sort of holds, because a lot of people are like pulling their masks away so that they're not sucking it in. Uh -huh. K95 over it creates like a tent. You your mask is still coming in and going out. So, you know, you've got it on right, but it's not hitting you in the face when you do it. Um, and that's what uh, the studios have been telling people to do is to wear when they're on set or moving to set K95, which you can get now. You can order those from anywhere, Amazon or anywhere. Um, and they, they're they built in such a way that they don't smack you in the lips. or the Right. Nose. Right. This um, is a whole new world we're navigating now, isn't it, Shannon? It really is. And I don't think the masks are going anywhere anytime soon. I think that it, I think even as we are able to move about the cabin, I think we're going to be in masks for at least another year. I know. And I think we're going to be doing a lot of virtual experiences, not going back to in-person experiences for a lot of things. So getting used to um, being on Zoom and not being face-to-face -face with people is something we're going to have to adjust to as well. Yeah. I love Nava said I had to keep going to the bathroom when taking the whole crew to the dentist last week. And I appreciate that. But I love that you found that respite that you could take a break, go to the bathroom, pull your mask out a little bit. I mean, that's you taking care of you. And that's we all need to be doing that all the time, figuring out what what to do.
and where to do it. And that's safe, you know, going to a place that's a little bit more isolated and, uh, and hopefully catching your breath, calming yourself down. And, um, but you did it. You, you, you powered through it, mama. You're good. Uh, okay. Okay. I really want to hear everybody's opinion on this next story. Cause we covered this a couple of weeks ago. It's yes, we did. But there's been an update on it. Uh, now the movie that Sia, the music musician Sia is in, um, won two Golden Globe nominations on last Wednesday. So yeah. that's a new development. And um, she's had a lot of criticism over her depiction of autism in the film. Yeah. And we covered this a few weeks ago. There was big controversy. Um, this is a film that she shot many years ago and did not release. I don't know why, um, but many years ago, she many years ago she wrote. Uh, I think she started with a short story that she wanted to tell, and she has a, a close friend who has a child on the spectrum that she's very involved in their lives, and she had a story that she wanted to tell. So first she wrote the short story, then she wrote the screenplay. And by that point, she had a working relationship with dancer and actress Maddie Ziegler. And in her mind, as she was writing this screenplay, she never saw anybody else but Maddie Ziegler playing the role. So they shot the film over three years ago, and they're just getting around to releasing it. In fact, I think it doesn't really come out for the public to see until next week. Shannon, what's the name of the film? Do you know? Because I... I think it's called Magic. Okay. Um, and, um, oh, no, 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 it's called music. That's what it's music. Called. Okay. Um, music, excuse me. And, um, but when there was a lot of controversy because people, when she, they announced that they were going to be releasing it and that Maddie Ziegler was playing the role of a profoundly, um, a, a person who's profoundly on the spectrum and has profound challenges, uh, there were a lot of people who were like, mm, you know, why didn't you give an opportunity to people on the spectrum to audition? And they were voicing this on Twitter, as is their right to voice that. And I guess no one um, in Sia's camp uh, talked to her about how to appropriately respond to that. And she responded, in my opinion, let's be clear, in my opinion, she responded really poorly. She got very defensive and she said some things that I, I believe she owes people an apology for that. Yeah, uh, that, that has been part of the controversy. And then it's even a larger controversy because there are scenes in the film, Shannon, that show restraints. Being yes, and, and people have taken issue with that. She, yesterday, after the film was nominated for two Golden Globes, did a public apology to the autism community. Uh, she apologized for the use of restraints in the film. She put a disclaimer in the film, and in each additional release of it, those scenes will be taken out. She is promising. She basically, in effect, says, I apologize to the community. I thought I had done my research on how to do this, and apparently I didn't do enough research. <laughs> listen to the wrong people and I apologize and I'm learning, which is great. And I want to commend her for saying that. I, but I still want to say that her reaction when talking to individuals on the spectrum on Twitter was exactly what we don't need in this world. Yeah. And I, and I, and I hope that uh, I'm not uh, the SIA police at all, 
Um, I, I want to go on record as saying I defended her right as a as an artist to choose who she wanted to cast in in which thing, but that you know I think we can all agree that you should audition people who are on the spectrum if it's a, a character on the spectrum. But I believe in the creative right of the director to choose who they would like for the role, who is best for them. I think that's I I stand by that. I know a lot of people in the community don't agree with me there, but I defended Sia on that. I do not defend her on the inappropriate ways that she spoke to people on Twitter. I'm hoping that she's privately apologized to them, but I want to say that it would be great if she publicly apologized uh, and said, this is not the way we behave when someone criticizes. Because it was she took it to personal places that I um, wasn't right in my yeah, opinion. She has said that the film is a love letter to caregivers and those on the spectrum, that that is where she's coming from. So she's, you know, she says the intention was good and pure. Yes. And, and one of the things that she started saying when people were, and I, and I agree with her, I think people were attacking her on Twitter. You and I have been attacked before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I always try, it's hard. I always try to take a breath and say, what are these folks saying to me? Because I need to hear it. I may not agree, but I need to hear it. Right. right. Um, that's, and, and to me, I mean, that's just being a person on this planet. But one of the things she did say was, I'm so sad that people are already dissing my movie and attacking it when you haven't seen it. Can you see it first and then criticize it? Uh, and I, you know, I'm still going to see the film because I want to see what it is that all the controversy is over. And I want to see if it's a love letter to caregivers. Um, but I'm still saying that I think she needs to apologize for her, what, what she said on Twitter. Right. And there, there's a really interesting article uh, from The Guardian by a guy named Clem Barstow that says CS film music misrepresents autistic people. It could also do us damage. So that's the contrary point of view if you want to read that. It's a very interesting read as well. Yeah, there we go. And then our last, our palate cleanse of a story, because uh, I, I think this is pure genius, what the uh, Philadelphia Eagles did in this pandemic. Um, I, I don't watch a lot of sports. You watch sports though, don't you, Nancy? Just some. I watch hockey and Wyatt will watch basketball because he loves LeBron James. Oh, I love that he loves LeBron James. That's <laughs> wonderful. But um, I don't watch, like, I, I don't, you know, we never have football on. I don't, I don't even know from football. Right. Uh, right. So, but I did know, because I've seen the news stories that when they're uh, playing football, they're playing it in front of you know, just the other teams, there's nobody in the audience and that they've put like, these cardboard cutouts in right. the chairs. I didn't realize that with the Philadelphia Eagles, because that's a that's a huge loss of revenue to the teams that they don't have people in the seats. Mm -hmm. tickets. So what the Philadelphia Eagles did was they, uh, to their fans, they said, would you like to buy one of the cardboard cardboard cutouts in the seats and they had them like there's a whole seating um place that was first care caregivers first responders and they had pictures of first responders there and you could buy one of them so people I, what a genius idea people wanted to support the eagles and like the idea of buying a seat for a fake a, a picture a cardboard cutout to sit in it's crazy whoever thought of this and said people will pay for this 
genius, win an award, people paid for them. And then as a result, they took a large portion of the proceeds from it and donated it to the autism charity that the Philadelphia Eagles uh, support. $260,000 from this foolishness. It's amazing. That's a lot of money for any nonprofit to raise. And um, yeah, they, I think they've now surpassed a million in terms of what they've raised. No, 10 million. Every year. Milestone mark. We've featured, um, you know, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and had um, people from that organization on the show before on Autism Live talking about the, uh, the charities that they donate to that in their community and that the Philadelphia Eagles has really taken autism as their, one of their core, um, issues that they like to support and they really made a difference in their community. But I just thought this was sort of brilliant. Yeah, it is. So the Eagles Autism Foundation is $260,000 richer because people, and then after the season was over, now they've made it so that people can drop by and pick up their cardboard cutout. And I don't know what you do with that. (laughs) You put that on your wall. I don't know. Um, But uh, I just think it's brilliant and go Eagles and, uh, and go Eagles fans who supported that. And that will make a difference for so many families in the Philadelphia area that need support. Uh, you know, we, we're waiting to see because one of the colleges that Jem applied to is in Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Very, I've been in Philadelphia maybe three times in my life, but, um, you know, we might be spending more time in Philadelphia next year. I don't know. But what a great place um, doing great things. And, and thank you to the Eagles for being so smart and wise. So. Nancy, we've got, uh, yes, I don't know what, I don't actually know whether we're having two guests this morning or just one, but okay. I know, for sure, I know for sure that Jason Weisbrod is here with us from Spectrum Laboratories. I just don't know if his other half is joining us this morning, but oh. we love Jason. Good morning. Good morning. You How are you? Jason and Nancy, how are you? Nice. We're good. Nice you to hear me on the Yes. Is Garth going to join us this morning or do we just no, have... No, I look back. Yeah, he can't. He's teaching, so he can't. Oh, I didn't see the there. email. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we're thrilled that we have you. We love us some Garth. We'll say nice things about him <laughs> behind his back, but we're thrilled that you're here. Uh, you guys are the co-founders of a wonderful organization that we love, Spectrum Laboratory. Uh, I don't know, Jason, what is Spectrum yeah. Laboratory? Yeah. So Spectrum Laboratory, we just celebrated our fifth year. We're in our sixth year now. Um, in December, we had a big five-year retrospective uh, retrospective show for Spectrum Laboratory, um, celebrating five years of film, um, acting, music, and animation that we've been doing at Spectrum Laboratory over the past five years. When we started, we were just going to make some fun films and do some records and make some music videos and things like that with the autistic and neurodivergent community. And as time went on, we just kept expanding and expanding. So now five years later, six years later, we have 13 different programs, all ranging in different aspects of filmmaking, acting, voice acting, improvisational comedy. On the music side, we have a band of autistic performers mixed with actual professional touring musicians that play uh, what you've seen Shannon live on stage 
and they're amazing. Um, yes. We have recording workshops where you can start all ages, all abilities, can write a song if you're eight years old as our youngest students. If some, we have students in their 30s. So we have students of all ages, all abilities. So if you want to write a song, if you want to learn how to act, if you want to make a short video on YouTube that you can show your friends, um, or if you want to practice animation, we teamed up with Danny Bowman over almost four years ago now. We've been working with Danny Bowman, and she has her own company, Danimation. And we kind of collaborate with them and make a bunch of animation. And what's been the most amazing thing within the five years is we just were we were wanting to make in-house creative projects with with you know friends, family, all the people we love in the community and our students. And then what's been happening is we've been as the years have been going on, we've found the need for career training and workplace training. And so many of our students and our artists really want careers in the entertainment industry, whether it's a freelance digital artist or it's appearing as an actor in TV shows. So in that whole educational uh, realm, we've now gone into career preparedness and um, have been actually pretty successful. We've in all three of our departments in film acting and music and animation have been able to get some jobs for our students and pay them and they get paid and they're actually paid working jobs. And one of them was actually for you. Oh, 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 I mute my dog. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, well, I was just saying one of our jobs was actually with you, Shannon, right? Oh, a job was with Autism Live. Yeah. Yes, my dog is losing her mind right now. Apologize. Oh, that's okay. Um, but uh, yes, the opening music now when we do the countdown, and we're you're going to see more um, Spectrum Laboratory music throughout our show. But right now when we do the countdown, uh, the, the minute countdown, that's Spectrum Laboratory music that we contracted with them and artists. I'm going to mute and let you talk about it, Jason. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, if Garth was here, Garth Herberg, the co-founder, um, he is the head of our music department. He uh, got a couple of our amazing musicians and composers to do some music for you guys for Autism Live. And um, uh, Jay uh, Atticus Cowger was one of the one of our students who worked on it. Sean McRae um, was another one, and Lucas Saluski all ended up do working together with Garth and making that music happen for, for you guys. So that was just one example um, of some of the work we've done, but we've also we've been, we worked with Sesame Street. We've worked with Exceptional Minds a lot. We, we love them over there. Um, and our animation team is uh, finishing up work on a feature length documentary that we're doing animation for. And those were all, yeah, it's all um, paid work, paid jobs. It's a lot of freelance work we're doing. And then some of our, Actors are, are auditioning constantly. Like we just had a voiceover audition this past week that Catherine McCauley, Kathy McCauley is our, our head of our voice department. And she's been amazing and helping coach them for voiceover auditions. And so some of our students just had callbacks for a voiceover for Netflix. I gotta be hush hush what it is, but it's a Netflix job. And then speaking of Netflix, a couple of our students have recurring roles on Netflix's Atypical. And um, one of them is, I believe, was just shooting the other day on set for Atypical. So um, it's been pretty amazing to see that our little art program that we just started with the one film and music class has now turned into this, you know, um, this kind of 
making dreams really come true. That was all of our, that was all our big thing. Our, our motto was let us be heard. We wanted to, you know, really share the voice of our students' talent with the world. And now it's happening. So let us be heard and, you know, making dreams come true um, was kind of our heart and our goal with starting it. And it's just wonderful to see yeah, it. You had a lot of success. What's that? Uh, tell us about the film Boys Don't Wear Dresses. You've had a lot of success surrounding that project. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of success and it's, it's uh it's the film as Jill Hart, who's the mom of Spencer Hart, who Spencer appears in the movie, says it's the little film that keeps on, the little film that could, the little film that just keeps on going. Um, we started uh, Alani Shorin, who is one of my um, student artists, and I've known Alani for almost 15 years now, which is crazy. Uh, Alani's came to me about three or four years ago wanting to write a short film about what it was like being autistic and gay. And that, so we, so we kind of set up a mentorship with me and Alani and we started writing just a scene between a professor and a student, you know, kind of come wanting to come out and tell the story about being autistic and gay and the struggles behind it and what it's like. And from that little seed, um, a couple years later, we have a short film that has gone to 14 film festivals. It's gone, it's won four awards, two audience choice awards a best screenplay award and the best LGBTQT plus film at uh, the Paris Film Festival. Um, and the film just kind of went from something we thought we may shoot in class to a full-fledged SAG short film. And we got some celebrity cameos. Uh, we got Tom Kenny in the movie, who's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm -hmm. We got Alexandra Billings, which we wrote the stepmom character with her in mind not ever thinking Alexandra Billings, who's from the show Transparent, that's how we both knew her, to play the stepmom. And then our casting director got her. And we were just blown away. We didn't know how that happened. And we're still, still mind blown. And then uh, Jill Hart again is great friends with Carol Kane and got Carol Kane, who is like one of my icon legend heroes. I love Carol Kane. Uh, Princess Bride and Taxi. And so I uh, got her to do the narration for the movie. And it kind of turned into this Cinderella homage, like a modern day coming of age fairy tale for all ages, for all fam, for anyone with family members to watch with their kids, to kind of have a Cinderella fairy tale story that, uh, but it just so happens that the Cinderella in the story is autistic and transgender. And it's not really like over the top talked about that much in the movie. It's not like we hammer that in. It's just kind of like a fairy tale. But that's just how it is. That's that's who the protagonist is in it. And we've gotten a lot of love from many of the world for the movie. And I know Shannon, you've said you even said your love for the movie, which has been awesome. And um, yeah, yeah I take can I say yeah. we talked yesterday, Jason, and yeah. um, I don't know if you know this, Nancy, at the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, they have a um, a, a committee that works. Um, just on diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. And I had met with them yesterday. They just wanted ideas from me um, about ways that CARD could, you know, both internally and externally be more of a thought leader in this area. And uh, we were talking about how important it is to educate our staff and our families about the fact that 
uh, a higher percentage of uh, individuals will identify as LGBTQ and all the other letters, um, you know, that there, there is a higher probability than we see even in the, the neurotypical community. And that we need to be aware of that and inclusive and languaging things for caregivers and for our staff to have an understanding of that. And I brought up um, this film and said, you know, what a great way to start the conversation. Because uh, I'm a big fan of the film. I think it's just really lovely and special and it's short and everyone should everyone should see it and it's enjoyable. It's not like homework or anything. But I want I want you to hear this, Jason, because yeah. you, you shared the link and I, I shared it with somebody on the committee and their response after they watched it, they wrote me back and said, OMG, and in quotes, go be who you are, lovely, lovely one. one. And they said, loved this with three exclamation points. So um, I just thought that was a wonderful uh, reaction that that's the kind of reaction somebody watched this film and this is what they felt. Um, so I, I encourage you know, we sat and watched it as a family with um, with our son. It's a conversation starter. Um, and I think it's a great way to, we all need to be looking at this with love and with compassion and there's humor in it. And I absolutely love, Spencer Hart is in it. And you know, I said this to you yesterday. Uh, she just slays me. She is so good. She's She's so so funny. funny. So sweet. yeah. And and really, you know, like I look at her and she's who we all want to be in the film. She's who we where we need all of us need to get to. Yeah, we were saying that to each other. Somebody said to me at one point that uh, Spencer's reaction in the movie is how we all should react when someone tells us that they're gay or transgender or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever your path in life, whatever you who you are, whenever you tell that to someone, Spencer in the movie is the reaction everybody should have no matter what it is. Yep. And I think it was, that's awesome, or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much her reaction. Uh, and she's like, I'm yeah. oh, glad you told me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's exactly. just that positive, like, thank you for sharing. Um, I support you kind of reaction, which uh, it would be a wonderful world if everybody was like more like Spencer. Yeah, it's where we all need to be. Life. So it'd be just this kind of, I mean, a lot of the process with Spencer and Brandon in the movie and live and when we were was rehearsing we did a lot of rehearsals and a lot of the lines that Alani and I wrote you know Spencer would come in and kind of say it her own way and we'd be like yeah just do it like that so we really embraced just like Spencer who she was her personality and her part and um I feel that is the way with a lot of the characters in the movie so pretty much everybody who's in the movie except Alexandra Billings and Tom Kenny are all on under the autistic neurodivergent umbrella um, and they're all, most of them are students from Spectrum Laboratories. Like every face you see besides just the two celebrity cameos are all like within our program or from Spectrum Laboratory. And they're all, and a lot, most of them got paid for their work on the movie, which is awesome too. Yeah. So obviously now everybody wants to see it. Is there any way for people to see it, Jason? So it just uh, went and screened in Canada two nights ago at, at a film festival. So people in Canada, um, right now, no. Um, if people really want to see the movie and they hear this and they want to watch it, I'm starting to, uh, I have a private link on Vimeo that I'm starting to share with people. So if anybody contacts me personally and they can contact me through our website, which is speclabs.org, 
um, S-P-E-C-L-A-B-S.org. Um, they can just write, say, hey, Jason, um, I really want to see Boys Don't Wear Dresses, and then I'll get back to them and send them the link so they can watch it. Um, there's no place online right now that it's just up. It's not like on YouTube or anything like that. So there's the website. Um, yeah, so just contact me um, through the website, and I'll show it to anyone who really wants to see it and wants to contact me that way. Um, right. Because I really want to get it out there and seeing to as many people who want to see it as possible. Yeah. Well, and speaking of people contacting you, you've got classes going on right now that people could be participating in. Yes, we just started up our spring semester, uh, our sixth year of classes. We have on the website, you can go under the classes tab. We have a bunch of different classes. We, because of the pandemic, we've, which was a blessing and a curse, obviously more of a curse, but the blessing for Spec Labs is it forced us into an online platform, which we never would have done if it wasn't for that. And it's actually working really well. We've had great success with the online um, platform, especially our digital storytelling workshop. We've gotten students outside of Los Angeles from other states around to participate. So if, if somebody out there just wants an introduction to Spec Labs, doesn't want to do the whole online classes with a bunch of people, you can get kind of a one-on-one -on -one mentorship, but and create your own little video, your own storytelling video with a bunch of Spec Labs mentors that's being offered as an on, online thing. So anywhere around the world, you know, even if you're international, you could, you could take that class with us and it's over a two week span. So it's just like a taste of spec labs to see if you're interested. And then other than that, we have all of our regular classes, all our music classes, all our film classes, our animation and voiceover classes, actually voiceover is full. So we can't accept any more people in voiceover that classes to capacity, but animation still has a couple more spots that's starting tomorrow. But even if you're interested, we could even let you in in the next week or two if, if you know, after three or four weeks in, we probably will cut it. But if anybody's interested in jo joining in and auditing, um, seeing a class, checking it out, we let you check out the first class for free if you're interested. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, check out our website. Um, spring classes are here. And we'll probably be doing a little summer program and classes go all year round. So if anybody's interested, just contact us. Let me ask you this. Do, does someone need to be on the spectrum or neurodivergent in order to take classes? No, we, we don't. We're not. So we're not funded by any government organization or have any kind of red tape or rules. So we really do every we, we interview every student slash parent, whoever kind of comes to us. We kind of do like an intro introductory meeting and you know, have them sit in in a class and then see if it's a good fit. And it doesn't have to, it, it just, it has to be um, like most of our students are somewhere in that, you know, neurodivergent autistic realm. But we have students that have not, don't have a diagnosis that are in our classes. Um, so it's, it's really kind of, we do it on a, we've always been very person centered, like each person and see if they're a good fit. So we also are, tr are trying to open up to more communities, the LGBTQT plus community for one. Um, we make, we're probably going to start up a support group soon that will be free with Alani. Um, I'm hoping that happens. And um, just trying to open it more to anybody who just loves what we do and wants to be a part of it and find out in what capacity. As a student, as an artist, somebody who wants to create, as a mentor, as a teacher, as a you know, as just a volunteer, as a, a singer who's out there who just wants to write a song with some of our students, like we, we really are open to anybody coming in and 
just finding good, awesome, amazing, like-minded people who really want to create, you know, some great art, some good content. And yeah. that's what we're open to. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, I'd love to take a storytelling class. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, doesn't that sound like a great deal of fun, Nancy? Yeah, yeah it does. It really does. Um, and I, you. I mean, in that in that workshop, you're getting, you're learning about music creation. You're learning how to create your own score. You're learning about writing your own little short story. You voice over, you narrate your own little short story. So you're learning the art of voiceover, how to record at home and how to make it sound professional. You're learning um, acting because we film you at home and we try to get you in front of a green screen or whatever kind of background you got at home for filming. And then uh, Spec Labs edits all that together and puts together a little short video. And they're all up on our website too. Like um, not our website, yeah, under um, Spec Lab Films. It's like what we do under Spec Lab Films, it takes you to our YouTube page. And on our YouTube page under Spectrum Laboratory, we have a digital storytelling workshop section. And you can see a bunch of our students who've gone through that and see their cute little amazing story. I mean, some of them are so funny and awesome. And they're all in two weeks, which is pretty, pretty great. These, um, they're really fun. I mean, I just look at over the years, what you guys have done and you know, I'm in awe of the work that you do and you know, okay. I can think of like one student that I did not know before he started working with you, but I know what his mother has told me mm. that this was a young man that she was like, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know where he's going to go in his life. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know where he fits in. I don't know how we're going to get from here point eight. Like, how is he going to, what is he going to do? How is he going to find a passion in his life? I don't see this happening. And, and I have seen what you have done with this particular young man. And he is so driven and amazing. And, you know, uh, he came to you and said he wanted to do a CD and you guys did CDs with him and there's a music video and I just see when I come to your events, he's excited because he is there selling his CDs um, uh, and he gets up on stage and he performs. And um, I just have seen like him blossom. And when you talk to him and he's like, well, I'm an artist and I have a CD and he has, he has a place in the world that he understands and is passionate about. And his mother just thinks that the sun rises and sets in you and Garth. And I can completely understand why. Um, but Nancy, I, I, I mean, you're talking about, and I also think that we gave that young individual, not, not so young anymore, um, his first job ever. Um, and he's still working with us. If I'm thinking of the, the right individual, I, I think you probably know who I'm talking about. And yeah. I just don't want to call him out here, yeah. but I know like on the other side and Nancy, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to make you talk about something you don't want to talk about, but you have a son who's a brilliant artist mm -hmm. and, but it's oh, hard yeah. as a parent to be like, okay, well, what do I do with that? Right. Like, exactly. I don't know how to break into having an art showing and I don't know how to market his stuff. And, like it's it's almost like you know you have to become the manager and the agent and right. and the, the the creative muse for your child and sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. But I love that then people can come to you guys and say I'm not really sure what to do here and then they have the team of you and Garth and you guys are two of the most creative people I've ever had the pleasure to be in the room with. 
and uh, and you guys make stuff happen. You become their their directors, agents, managers, producers, whatever it takes. Um, it's really special what you do. Oh, thank you. That's that really means a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's really because we get so inspired by our students. I mean, if it was, it's not like, you know, like. It's not like uh, every day I wake up go you know thinking that. It's just when I get into conversations with them and they show me how passionate they are about creating their art and doing these things. It's like something about Garth and I and why we're such a good pair is we just kind of like kick into this. We got to make it happen, you know, because we also we also I mean we are Garth and I are both artists. We don't have any therapeutical background. We don't come from any school, and you know we learn about autism through the arts through art programs. And so we have always been about making the art first. And so the, you know, we've created so much content because that's what we love to do as artists. But then like the type of content that we've been able to create is like some of the most fun content I've created in my whole life. And I've worked with like A-list celebrities have been on, a, been on huge Hollywood sets and, you know, big movies and stuff. And those were miserable experiences most of the time for me, honestly. And so then when we started making these little short films and stuff in classes and green screens and just, you know, making these fun songs, it was like so much more fun than anything I experienced. So that's really what drove us, you know, that drives Garth and I is our students and their, their stories. It's just, it's, there's so much fun to work with. So. And again, people can go on your website and they can see some of the examples of work that you, you do have some stuff that's up we on YouTube. We have a ton of stuff on our YouTube page. If anybody wants to watch ours, I mean, I just go to Spectrum Laboratories YouTube page and you'll see there's so much content, over a hundred videos, I think on there. Yeah. Wow. And you, when we're not in COVID, you do a yearly, or I think it may, is it yearly or bi, you do the spec fest, but you just did a big retrospective. Yeah, once a year. Yeah. But I got to tell people if they're in the LA area, if we're, if whether you're doing it online or whatever, people should go to it. And, and one of the things that, one of the ones I went to a couple of years ago, you, there was a video that you played that I, I think about all the time. Oh. It was a music video and I don't remember who wrote it, but everybody was camping. Oh, cheers. Yeah. And Nancy, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a lot of the, you know, the people who have been taking classes at Spec Labs, labs for a long time, you guys went out, I, I'm assuming, into somebody's backyard or the woods or whatever, yeah. but it was all these young people sitting around a campfire and they were roasting marshmallows and it's this music video, very well done, and it has movement and things and like it'll focus on one person and then they go over and hand a marshmallow to somebody else and it focuses on them. Mm. But what I, I sat there and wept. Uh -oh. because you could see that these young people were friends uh, and they were working. And isn't that what we all want for our yes. kids to have friends, a sense of belonging, a purpose and meaningful work. Uh -huh. In that video alone, you got to see that they had all of that mm, and yeah. a community of artists, you know, I mean, when we look at, you know, back in history at, you know, periods of time when, you know, a group of artists got together and just were creative together and what came out of that. And now we look back and we go, wow, all those people were together, working together. I think that's what you have going on, Jason. I think you have a pod of artists and that 20 years from now, we're going to look back and go, look, that person, just like we do about Second City from years ago, we go, oh, mm -hmm. before they were on SNL, they were all in Second City together. Um, <laughs> 
I think that, you know, 20 years from now, people are going to look back and go, oh, that all sprang from um, Step Labs. Yeah. Oh, that but would be would, a dream come true. Yeah. But the friendship. It's the community. I mean, because that's something we can't get anyplace else. Yeah, that's our, you know, I can't stress the community enough and the parents and I mean, the parents go and hang out like before COVID, they were going to Hollywood Bowl together and going to concerts and parents meeting each other. So not only the students community, but the parents and yeah, there's so many students who come in, the parents are like, our kid doesn't have any friends, just sits in this, just on the computer all day, and plays video games or just doesn't do anything. And now, you know, they're having slumber slumber parties and friends coming over and they're going and doing things together with people they've met through spec labs um but yeah that cheers video is one of my personal faves too it's on it's on the youtube page under music videos yeah it's up on there cheers is i love that um and that was a great example we had a guest artist named barry rose who's a beautiful singer songwriter came in and wrote this song with a bunch of our students and we just made a whole campfire thing and just had them all come over to that was my old place where I lived actually up in the Hollywood Hills and just made it going out into the hills and set up some tents and a little campfire yeah it was it was such a fun fun experience and I love the way the video turned out yeah um, but, but the yeah the community, that's what we wanted to show in that video was really and we had some parents in the video like Willow's there with her mom Willow Cox is there with her mom Sarah they're in the video together eating marshmallows so it was like it was just a beautiful thing that came together yeah yeah. And I sat there during Specfest. I was, you know, it was embarrassing because it was like this happy video. And I sat there and was doing the ugly boohoo, you know, Nancy, when you like can't get it together and people right. start to look and go, what is wrong with you? This was a happy video. And I, and I, I think I, I like had to excuse myself and, and go to the ladies room and come back and mop down. Cause uh, I, I, it just really, and I still think about it all the time because so many of our viewers and our parents and caregivers, because sometimes it's not mom, sometimes it's grandma taking care of them, will say, you know, that's, when you say to them, what do you really want for your kiddo? That's it. That's a sense it. Of belonging. Yeah, a sense of belonging. Yeah. But also that the self-esteem that comes with, okay, here's another example. I went to, I think it was the Halloween party that I went to at the, at Asner Center before we were in COVID. And at one point, sensory-wise, it got too much for me. And I went and sat yeah. on one of the couches in the front. And there was a young lady who was sitting there next to me. And I thought she looked familiar. And she thought that I looked familiar. And we were trying to figure out where we knew each other from. And and then she, I, I said, well, you know, I'm I'm Shannon. And I identified myself as being my son's mother. And, and she was like, wait a second, don't you do that show? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, well, I, uh, I'm an artist. I'm a performer with Spec Labs. And I went, I know who you are. I saw the video in which you did this. You're wonderful. And, um, and she, but that's how she identified herself. I'm an artist. I'm a performer. I perform with Spec Labs. You might've seen, you know, and how lovely to have that, the, the confidence um that she was able to identify herself that way i just think it's a beautiful thing um uh, so i want to see uh, some of our artists on facebook and underneath what they do they're like works at spectrum laboratory or artist <laughs> at spectrum i like love that i'm like that's awesome okay yeah <laughs> absolutely wonderful so if people again we want to point out that you have classes that people can come to just one class to, and that's free to see mm -hmm. if they like it 
Also the digital storytelling workshop, we're not, we're going to start offering that pretty soon. So people can sign up and we'll, we'll start offering that. That's under classes as well. If you want a more one-on-one -on -one mentorship style, or if, if they're not into a whole group class, but if they want that social community aspect, even though it's online on Zoom, I mean, I've even been able to make an improv class happen online, which I was like, that's never going to happen, but it's amazing. We have so much fun. Like every Friday for an hour, an hour and a half, we're just laughing and joking around online. And it's like almost everybody from our program is in there just joke, you know, joking around and saying hi to each other. And, you know, it's so, yeah, our classes online at speclabs.org. Um, but you can out. also, you know, do a one-on-one -on -one experience where you can bring your child and they can talk to you about it and they can say, I don't really know what my child wants to do or... Mm. I know my child has this talent, but I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And you'll take that ball and run with it. Yeah. Wherever they're at, we'll just try to figure out and see what we can do. And, and you don't have to be in Los something. Angeles. Sorry, I keep yeah. over talking, but you don't have to be in Los Angeles. We're in COVID. No. You figured out how to do this online. Yeah. And I but think even after we meet in line, we're still going to, I mean, even when we meet in person, we're still going to offer some stuff online because I think that, um, as we grow that there's going to be the need for that. And we want to be able to reach out amongst just our LA, you know, community. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So tell them again where they need to go, Jason. The best to place to go is our website, speclabs.org. Um, in the stream there, I saw you guys posted our YouTube page, which is probably my second favorite place to send people. Um, okay. Also underneath that YouTube page is a beautiful new for our five-year retrospective there's a student testimonial um, and there were a bunch of our students are talking about spec lab and showing clips of the work they've done. That's one of my favorite things I've that's up on there on our, uh, on our YouTube page, but then also all our music videos and short films. So if you watch that and you get inspired and you're like, yes, I'd love to join, whether it's you who wants to join or if it's a parent looking at, for their kid, um, then go to our website and contact us through there. Uh -huh. Nancy, I keep over talking to you. Did you have a question for Jason? No, I just think this is such a great uh, way for kids to find out, you know, where their talents lay. Sometimes we don't even know, as you said, and this can be uh, full of discoveries for a lot of our, of our kids. Oh, so yeah. A lot of our students start off just being like, I just like listening to music. And we're like, all right, here we right. go. Let's figure it cool. out. <laughs> you know, cool. Let's go with that. Yes. Yeah. And so you, you find take it. that germ of an idea and let it blossom, which I think yep. is wonderful. Yeah. And as we as Thank we you. get closer to uh, Autism Awareness Month um, in April, if people wanted to create a screening of boys don't wear dresses, like a digital screening for their organization or something, they can also reach out to you. Is that a possibility? Yes. Yeah. Contact me through the website and and let me know that. Also. Um, uh, we have a Boys Don't Wear Dresses Facebook page and an Instagram. So you can look up Boys Don't Wear Dresses on Facebook and Instagram and find us through there as well as Spectrum Laboratory. On Instagram, we're Spectrum underscore Laboratory. And on Facebook, it's just facebook.com Spectrum Laboratory, I think. So um, that's another great way to reach out or just to you know, follow us on social media. But yeah, the website's pretty much the contact form on the website is, I'll probably get that the quickest, I think. So we've talked about a lot of different things that you guys do, but now that since I brought up how, what a talented painter, why it is, have you guys ever had an artist who's like a painter, not an animator 
um, that you guys, or is that something that you feel like you, maybe you haven't done it before, but is that something that you feel like you'd be excited to take on? I've always wanted to do painting classes, but we actually did one, one round. And um, Liv Brazil, um, who's also who's in Boys and Boys Justice, who's one of our instructors, kind of ran that because Liv's a painter. And so it's something I've always wanted to do, but I really believe that, I mean, an online painting thing could be cool. Um, I think like in person, it's great. Cause then, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's great to paint around people. I've always thought that really fun, but yeah. Um, also with our digital um, illustration program, a lot of people who are painters or mm -hmm. who paint will come into that program. It's our animation team right now, but we're actually gonna, I think next round or very soon we might start doing um, digital painting workshops. Mm -hmm. Mm. So trying to trying to do some digital design, digital graphic work. Um, so, um, but I also want you to create a, a digital show. Can you create a digital showcase for a bunch of artists? Can you do that? A digital showcase for a bunch of artists. Yeah, like because you know we used to have art openings and go to art galleries and oh, yeah. and things like that, but we really can't do that right now in COVID, at least not in Los Angeles. I want somebody to figure out how can you do a digital showing of artwork, uh, with with so that people can appreciate it, but also that so that people can purchase it. Yeah, that would be. I mean, we have so many artists who are painters and you know animators, painters, digital designers, illustrators. So it's like, I, I kind of want, I mean, our visual, our animation program is kind of, we've always called it visual arts, but right now we're just online offering animation, but I want it to grow. I definitely want it to get into more painting and like painting and digital design and then doing some kind of art showcase. Um, we actually uh, have, before we go, the, um, this mug I have is actually, uh, it's a Spectrum Laboratory mug called Use Your Imagination. We just started an online merch store but we're going to be showcasing a bunch of our artists' work to buy on that store. And it's through sevenly.org. And Sevenly is a really great organization. It's like S-E-V-E-N-T. It's like the num number seven, but with an L-Y at the end. But it's spelled out S-E-V-E-N-L-Y.org. And you can look up Spectrum Laboratory. And we've already started getting some of our artists' work up on there. Right. Creating, like, there's a bunch of boys don't wear dresses. Like, the poster for boys don't wear dresses is up on there for sale. So I'm trying to get a bunch of my our artists who actually do design work, or if mm -hmm. like someone's a painter, getting their painting up on there, and then that people could buy the painting. Because um, this is exactly what I'd like. Because I'd like yeah. it to be in conjunction with a site like that, where because I used to have note cards that were all paintings that were done by right. uh, artists that were on the spectrum, and I could send a thank you note to somebody, and I knew that I was putting my dollars where my head is and my heart mm -hmm. is. So I'd like to be able to, for instance, look because Wyatt has some gorgeous paintings. I'd like to be oh, able I'd love to, to see them, Nancy. Right yeah. now I need a tote bag and I want to have Wyatt's painting on a tote bag. And right. then I want to have this one on a mug and I want to have that one on a mouse pad. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's what I want. So yeah, make, like this thing is this thing is like those are all of our artists. Like you recognize some of these faces, you know. Yes. Like there's a uh, who's right there, Spencer right there, and Willow. And uh, this was a design for that virtual reality use your imagination video that we did with Facebook. We did a virtual reality musical, and so this was a graphic from that. But that you know, so we're trying to do a bunch of graphics that feature our artists, but also are have been created by our artists. So. Yeah. Like Danny Bowman created the Boys Don't Wear Justice poster. So yeah. we're trying to get that up on Sevenly. Um, and Sevenly is amazing. So um, okay. 
I look forward to that. Look on there, and we're going to keep building that, and we're going to do a big thing for Autism Awareness Month. So your Yay. digital online kind of store to help a bunch of our artists, because um, a lot of that money is going to go to scholarshiping the artists themselves, like for Yay. paying. I, I love all Great. of that. We're out of time, yeah, we're unfortunately. Out of time. We're out of time. But, yeah. uh, we love what you're doing, Jason. It's so amazing. Uh, people should go to your website, check out everything that you have going on, and they should participate and support. And they should definitely go to your YouTube channel and look at some of the videos because they're amazing. That's so uh, what's is the what's what's the chicken one? Chicken bone? Oh, what's Lucas the- is a chicken bone. Yeah, chicken bone was one of the first ones we ever did. That one's not amazing. to be missed. Not yeah. to be missed. <laughs> all right, much love to you. Give our love yes. to Garth and much all the love. Students. Nice talking with you yep. as usual. Great Thank talking you. with you. You're very yeah, you're inspiring. Oh, uh, thanks, thanks, and I love the work you guys do too. And you know, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Okay. Take care, Jason. Right, take uh, care. Nancy, I appreciate you being here with me. We're going to be you, back honey. next month, Monday. I, I believe we have Bonnie Yates live on Monday. So okay. fingers crossed. Um, and then a big week uh, next week, including um, something called Emoticon. It is a program online to help our uh, individuals on the autism spectrum to learn about emotions, facial expressions, uh, emotional regulation, how to how to read ourselves and other people, and it's it's kind of like a video game online. Oh, so it's cool. a great way to to learn about that in COVID. So uh, okay. that's on Thursday. A moda play, it's called. But uh, Nancy, I appreciate you so much. We'll appreciate see you, next you week. so much, Shannon. All right, you take care. Okay. Uh, we're, so we'll see you guys on Monday. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me, and give yourselves a hug from me. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.